0: Hmm? Ah see? Look! Nothing in my hands. Come on out. We should play.
1: You Oh, you little Okay. Time to put baby to bed.
0: Listen up, you screwheads! You're listening to the Evil Dead cast. Hey, everybody! Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Richard, and I'm Chris. And this is the Evil Dead cast episode 31. All right, 31. We've crossed the 30 mark. Yeah, <laughs> we can't be trusted anymore. Going
1: That's by right. fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: hopefully, it won't be about to end. That I was thinking about that today. If If this show gets canceled, this will be the first podcast that I've been on where my show gets canceled. Oh, really? And then I'll be like, I guess it's over.
1: (laughs) What am I going to do now?
0: Yeah. Good thing I have four (laughs) other podcasts. Yeah, you're not hurting. You're not hurting for podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, what we're going to do today is I yesterday or the day before interviewed Ariel Carver O'Neill, who plays Brandy and that was super fun. She was in Australia, so there was like a 2 second delay. Um mm-hmm. but we made it through pretty good and then I edited it all together to make it sound like it was no problem. So I probably shouldn't mm-hmm. even be telling you that, but now you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um it's about 30 minutes and so I'm going to pl- we're going to play that now and then we'll get into this week's episode. So here we go.
2: Hi Jason.
0: Hey, how are you?
2: good how are you
0: good you're in australia right i
2: am yes <laughs> that's crazy
0: i'm in san francisco i do a podcast about ash vs evil dead i'm jason and i've got my two pals doing oh, this cool. yeah and we love the show so much so we're it's really really fun to podcast about it and we think that brandy is an awesome addition this year too oh
2: thank goodness thank you
0: so much <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it means a lot so um when did you guys film this season?
2: Oh, man, we filmed it. It was last year. I think we started in March, and I finished June, I think. Mm-hmm. I think it was like or the beginning of July July or something.
0: So that's quite a while ago, and I just wonder if it must be kind of torturous to have filmed this so long ago and just have to wait for it to come out and see how it's received and everything.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was, especially as a new character and something that there's quite a bit of pressure in playing Ash's daughter of all people. So it was, you know, you don't know how that's going to be received. And when a lot of shows, you know, introduce a sibling or a child, it's not always well received. So it was really nerve wracking having that drawn out and just like the anticipation of seeing how people respond to it. Um, cause you know, all you can do is in the moment, do your best and hope that they like it. But yeah, yeah it just, uh, it was, yeah, it was kind of torturous.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we, you know, we heard that, oh, Ash is going to have a daughter and I was like, wow, really? Is that going to work? Like I wasn't sure it was going to work.
2: I know, which is a normal reaction. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But I'm happy to say that I think it really, really does work.
2: Oh, thank yeah. you. I didn't even know that I was his daughter until after I got the job because <laughs>
0: Oh, what, what did you think it was going to be?
2: Well, I had no idea. I had an inkling, but I didn't really know because my audition scenes, one was in the... in—it Neither of them are in the show, but my audition scenes were... One was in the hall um, of the school with Rachel, but it was completely different than what's in the show. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next scene was in the diner, and it was a scene with my distant uncle, Ron. <laughs> And I was like, I don't think they're introducing another middle-aged male character, because that would be weird. So maybe my uncle is Ash. <laughs> so yeah, I found out after I got the job that he was actually I was actually auditioning for his daughter, which made a lot of sense.
0: When you found that out, how did you feel?
2: Very excited and nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Equally nervous as excited, I think, uh-huh. actually. Like, I was so happy to be working with such icons and legends and especially on such an awesome show. But I was like, oh, my God, I'm the sibling and the daughter that gets introduced in the third season. Oh, my God, I hope that I can do this good and I hope it works.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to give you a few uh, reasons why I think it, it does work, because we really are liking how it's going and, and how you're doing it. And I want you to give me a reaction. So okay. there's three three things. One is um, that you are playing it really straight, like a normal teenager, not trying to be some kind of an Ash clone. And we, we like that.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> well, I actually, I really wanted her to be her own person as well. And um, I think it works. I I hope
1: yeah yeah you
2: think it does so that's good <laughs>
0: <laughs> did, I mean was that like did they ever consider doing anything else trying to have you be more like uh, I don't know Ash's personality or did they always just want you to be kind of a normal teenager
2: well I think they did always want her to be a normal teenager they wanted her to be I guess the sense of reality because by now you know Kelly and Pablo they're both Veterans, almost. Yeah. Um, in the fight of evil, they they know what they kind of know what they're doing now. They they I guess not used to it because you can never get used to the crazy shit is it, that this show pulls. But um, yeah, they kind of have an idea. They know they know what they're dealing with.
0: Yeah, they know how to handle it.
2: Exactly. So they wanted someone who doesn't and can kind of be, I guess, the audience. Mm -hmm. in at times um they can be the reality so yeah we did always want her to be kind of we wanted her to be a normal teenager you know and we wanted her to be relatable to a lot of the um young people out there (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: okay second thing is that i would have thought that ash would just want to be like Uh, oh my God, I have a daughter, I'm I'm not going to deal with this, run away from the responsibility. So it's really fun to see that, no, he actually is into trying to be a good dad and he's really bad at it, and (laughs) we love that. And I wonder, like, what's it like for you to just have to roll your eyes at him all the time and and play that?
2: Well, I felt it was interesting because when you watch it, the show goes by so quickly. I mean, the episodes are so short, but we spend so much time filming them I mean, we move fast on set, but, you know, you spend a whole day or two on one scene. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it felt almost like I was doing it too much. Oh,
1: okay. And
2: I was like, I don't want her to be like, yeah, I was like, I don't want her to be annoying. I don't want her to be like just that typical teenager, constant attitude. There's got to be layers. So, you know, Bruce and I, we did work a lot on the relationship and try and get, um, what we called ashisms in there, where even though she is a very much, you know, the teenager that everyone kind of knows in some way um, out in the real world, there's also little ashisms that she does here and there that Bruce and I put in. I, we have no idea if they made the cut. We'll see, I guess.
0: <laughs> Are you watching it as it comes out?
2: I am. I am watching it. I'm watching it on, um, we have a streaming service here called Stan. Okay. And that's how we watch, how we're watching it here.
0: And what's it like for you to see it on the screen?
2: It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used I'm not used to it. It's really, really weird. And kind of, you know, the first time or like the first few times you're watching something, I don't know, maybe I'm I don't think I'm the only actor that does this, but I'm always noticing like the like i like nitpicking stuff that I would fix or like I'm like, sure. Oh my gosh, that's a huge double chin. Oh, my teeth look weird in that part. I remember thinking at one point, and then at another, I was like, "Really, that's the face you're going with? What were you thinking?" I mean, pick another take. Yeah, that's gonna be tough. (laughs) So it's been—I've had to kind of calm my little voice down a little bit and try not to do that and just enjoy it. But um, I'm loving all the stuff that I'm. I. Like the things that I'm not in, I can watch a lot more relaxed, and they're they're fantastic.
0: <laughs> well, the third reason why we think it works is we think you're really good. You're just really natural, and, and and right, you know, when you first saw you and your friend in the high school, you could tell, oh, this is, she's a good actress. So that's <laughs> great. And I just wanted also to let you know that I was at a convention with Bruce Campbell recently, uh, Walker Stoker. Oh what yeah! Was it? I forget. But anyways, I did. I did a little <laughs> interview with him, and he said that he thought you were really special, and that he wants things to really take off for you. So I thought that was nice.
2: Oh, Bruce! Bruce is lovely. I think I, he. I could not have asked for a better TV dad. I mean, he's fantastic, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was working with him was great because I I look a bit like his his real daughter, mm. um, and we're not far off in age either. So I think. And he's, you know, he's he's that father daughter relationship that we had on screen. There were days where we'd film, and it would just be like it would just be really lovely. And I, at the end of the day, I'd go home and call my dad because it made me. Nervous. That's nice. <laughs> like, I want to talk to my dad now, but um, Bruce is fantastic. I. I loved working with
0: him. When uh, I interviewed him he was just really nice but I, when I've seen him on panels he makes fun of the questioners <laughs> and I think he's kind of doing a character but I wonder uh, with like with you in between takes did he ever have any of that smart ass attitude or is he just like a nice guy?
2: Uh, he's a very healthy balance of both actually. <laughs> I think he he definitely I think when he has more he has that audience interaction and stuff like that, and there's more adrenaline and energy and things like that. I think the that kind of playful uh, joker side of him kind of comes out a bit more, hmm. but when he's like in a karma setting, he's, um, he's just yeah he's a very chill dude yeah, he's cool: It's interesting. Um, Bruce is great.
0: I know you've probably been asked this a thousand times, but just for for, record, <laughs> for our podcast, I, I'd like to know uh, how much you knew about the, these movies beforehand. And I think I read that you actually just watched them for the first time right when you got this part.
2: I did. <laughs> I couldn't lie about that. I had to be honest.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> and what did, what was it like? Like, what was the order that you watched all that stuff in the the TV show and the movies?
2: Uh I watched the TV show first. I watched the show um, just before I did my audition. And then I planned on just watching a few episodes because I was, I had a situation when I was about 13. I watched Scary Movie for the first time and it just kind of scarred me. Like I just, I had nightmares for a week and I just couldn't watch horror ever since then. So I was like, no, I can't watch horror. Horror is not for me. I'm not doing it. Um, so I didn't watch it for a really long time and then I got the audition for the show and I was like, I should probably watch at least three episodes of this show. And I sat down to watch them and then before I knew it, I'd finished the two seasons and I was like, I'm ready for the next one. (laughs) I really loved it and it surprised me. And then, um, yeah, I, I, it was really funny when I, when I got the job, then I was in New Zealand and I was staying in this little, I guess it was like a cottage, out like in and it was surrounded by green, it was beautiful. it was this just tiny little thing, perfect sort of place to come to after like fourteen hours, twelve hours of filming that day and that was when I decided to watch the original movies, which mm. I do think that was a mistake because I was then by myself oh, in a wow. little cottage <laughs> and at night time exhausted from filming and attempting to watch the evil dead and it was I had to keep pausing it and walking away for a little while, <laughs> just giving myself a break to re to then back out. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, I mean, just, I, I wonder what it was like for you to have seen the series first. And then when you watched the evil dead movies, did they seem surprising in how different they were? Or did you think they were pretty much the same? Like what, what did you think of them?
2: Oh, I, the original movies. It was interesting. I found them scarier, Yeah. and I think it's because the humour wasn't. It wasn't as as on purpose. Yeah, I think with the films, <laughs> and it was oh, yeah. it was so you know when you're watching the show, there's bits that are actually meant to make you laugh really yeah. loud and and they're, they're they're big moments and stuff like that, and then. um with the film, they just kind of happened by accident. Sure. They're great. But, yeah. um, I, f- I, I, found the films a lot scarier. People say that they're hilarious, but I, I found them really terrifying. And <laughs> I, I think I that I that. can see as watching them, I can see how the movies led to the show, but, um, I think they're very different. Yeah. Actually.
0: I think, yeah, they, I think they got funnier as they went along too, from the first to the second to army of darkness.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I feel like they almost grew up with Bruce. <laughs>
0: Can I ask what the movie was that you saw that scared you? My
2: first horror movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a scary movie. I oh, know it's yeah, meant yeah. to be a spoof. It's not. It's <laughs> not a, it's not actually like real horror. That's why it was it's such an embarrassing story. <laughs> 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 but I have to explain why I went my whole life without watching horror. Your... <laughs> that. But still, I feel like I was almost always meant to be in this show Mm -hmm. and it sounds weird but um I have to tell the story because Dana I told Dana DeLorenzo the story when I stayed with her in LA and she put me in a timeout because I hadn't told it in interviews before and she got really upset at me because she's like this is such a good story and it's almost like you were destined to be in this show and you're not telling anyone this and you just didn't realize (laughs) how good it was so here we go. <clears throat> <All right. laughs> um, my family's coat of arms on the O'Neill side, so the O'Neill part of my name comes from my dad's side of the family and they're Scottish, descended from Irish. Huh. And the coat of arms is a red hand with a white background and blue water underneath it. And the reason that this is our coat of arms is because the descendants or the, our ancestors were part of the Vikings and there was, you know, they discovered Ireland. And the legend goes that there was this boat race to what is now known as the northern part of Ireland to a beach on the northern part of Ireland and whoever laid a hand on that beach first got to be the lord of that land. So Mm. they got to rule it. So naturally they're all, you know, rowing really hard, trying to get to, the, get to the beach first. And my particular ancestor was losing, or he was coming second, rumor has it. And he was having none of that. He's like, I'm going to get this land. So he gets his battle axe and he chops off his own hand and <laughs> throws it onto the beach. And so oh his God. was the first hand that touched the beach therefore he got to be lord of the land so i am descended from a guy that chopped yeah. off his own hand yeah
0: do you remember when you found out that ash chops off his hand and did you think of that right away or did it just like dawn on you sometime later
2: See, that's why I got in trouble with Dana, because it never actually clicked. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never put two and two together until I was telling Dana this story at her house just like, just randomly. Uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, my coat of arms is this, and my family mm-hmm. history, blah, blah, blah. And that's why she was like, are you serious? Have you never put two and two together? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome. And
2: then that's why I got in big trouble, because even when I was telling her that story, I still wasn't like, Oh Ash chops if his own
0: well, you probably just heard it your whole life, right, and it,
2: I have just, yeah. thank you, yes, I have heard it my whole life. It's <laughs> like it's just always been there in my in my mind, so I never really thought of it that way. Right.
0: <laughs> that's really cool, yeah, you're destined to be honest yeah
2: <laughs> exactly do you do you think that's true? <laughs> I hope it is, I want it to be true. I mean cool it story. is legend, but I think it's cool and I would like I would really like it if it was true. So I'm gonna in, in my mind it's true to me. All right. I think, I think it's true. <laughs> Thank you.
0: So, um let's see. I want to know uh, Brandy's staying in Ash's sister Cheryl's room, I think.
1: Yes.
2: That's
0: and right. uh, it's really creepy and I what's with all the creepy stuff in there?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know, you have to ask the art department that one because I it's actually a really creepy set. The whole of Brock's house is a creepy set. Everywhere you walk, the detail in everything is ridiculous. And there's, you know, a layer of dust on stuff. So it actually looks like it's not been touched for years. And it's, it's such a creepy place. They do a brilliant job. Yeah. I mean, it makes it a lot easier when you're on set, surrounded by all of that, to get into the right space uh-huh. that you need to be um, you know, the floors actually creak and there's, nice. you know, there's stains on the walls from previous seasons where there's been <laughs> blood splutter and things like that. So, <laughs> Do you
0: actually try to get into that headspace of being scared while you're filming?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, the, um, a good one for me is imagining something breathing on the back of my neck Ooh. and like, you know, you, you know, that feeling where you're scared to turn around. It's that kind of, I like using that because that helped um that helps just get you in that get that feeling if you need to run <laughs> yeah
0: get the hell out yeah
2: exactly i think being in that space is really important with horror because if it's not high enough stakes then the audience isn't going to be scared mm-hmm.
0: uh, i also saw that you mentioned you know how ash is uh a- ashford's evil dead has horror and comedy and drama and you and you like it for that reason do you have a preference of which one of those types you like to play?
2: Um, no, I don't, I don't, I can't decide between them because I love them all so much in their own special way. The comedy though, I didn't really, it's interesting because I was playing her so, well, I guess realistic. We were going for more of a naturalistic yeah. kind of style with Brandy. Um, when we were doing, cause we were doing her like that, the comedy just kind of happens. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember when we filmed the first episode, it felt like I was filming a one hour drive on the entire time. Like it didn't feel like I was filming a comedy at all. <laughs> and then, you know, even when I was saying lines that people laughed at in the end, I at the time did not feel like they were funny. Mm. And then I just remember watching it going, oh, wow, this is a comedy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have you gotten to watch it with other people around so you can see their reaction?
2: yes i have with some people i watched well i've seen the. i've seen the first episode like five times now because um we had a few screenings um we had one at new york comic-con and then another one at um in atlanta at scad so we've had a couple of actual audiences viewing it um in front of us which was terrifying that's awesome but I try not to look at their faces because I, don't, I, I know that they would be able to feel me looking at them. <laughs> and I don't want them to think that they have to like make faces while All watching right. it to make me think that it's good. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. Oh, man. I hope you guys get renewed. I guess, I guess you guys don't know yet, right?
2: No, I don't know. We're kept very much in the dark until I guess we find out when you guys find out. Oh, boy. Or just I don't know. I have no idea how this stuff works. <laughs> so we'll see yeah i'm like my fingers and toes are crossed <laughs> uh, ours too, ours too. i mean it would be awesome yeah thank uh, you
0: <laughs> so a couple more questions uh how did you develop your american accent did you already have that down from doing other things and how did you come to it
2: um yeah i kind of already had it i we grew up with a lot of american tv over here so i mm-hmm. it, it wasn't hard for me because I grew up hearing American accents um, and I don't know if I don't I feel like this sounds super pocky but it was I it was kind of easy cool. for me to learn the American accent I didn't find it too hard it yeah it came easy to me and I really enjoyed it I love I love using accents so it was really fun and then um, yeah I kind of already had it I mean we had a dialect coach on ash. Um, but you know, he was lovely and he just kind of gave me some exercises at the start and then that was pretty much it. Cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty easy.
0: It's kind of just flat, isn't it? You just flatten things out.
2: Yeah. Cause but I think the issue that I had though was I was doing it fine, but I didn't know why I was doing it well. <laughs> so, um, the great coach and I, we worked on, well, he just pretty much told me why I was successful in the accent, so that I knew what I was doing, as opposed to just doing it and being like, "Oh yeah, that sounds fun."
1: Um,
2: <laughs> so that was actually really good to learn that. Yeah. But then again, I had to do, I had to learn a Pittsburgh accent not that long ago. Um, now that is hard.
0: Yeah, that I can't do weird,
2: it. Have you heard a Pittsburgh accent?
0: I think so. No, I mean, man, that th-
2: thing is like.
0: There's a few accents around in the states, and and. I can't do it. I can't do them. Can't
2: do them. <laughs> oh, man, it was really hard. It's, it's almost like it's become my Everest. I mean, I don't know if, when, again, I'll ever need to use it, but I'm just like, I really want to get that right because <laughs> now it's there in my mind, and I'm like, I really want to be able to do this accent because it's so cool and weird. How does it go? Oh, God, no, I'm not doing it now. <laughs> I'm going to offend All someone. Right. I know it, and I don't want to hurt anyone. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, Lindsay Ferris, he plays Dalton, and yes. I'm imagining that since you are both um, the new guys, that you guys bonded. Is that right?
2: Yes, that is right. Unfortunately, we didn't have many scenes together until uh, later, but um, later in the shoot. But we, of course, were on set a lot at the same time. So, um, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. I love him. He's a wonderful, wonderful man.
1: That's cool. He's
2: very funny. If you can make him laugh, he has the funniest laugh ever. I, I love the sound <laughs> of his laugh. It's hilarious. So, if you talk to him?
0: Yeah, maybe try will, and make yeah. him laugh. Okay, okay. I think some of the fans have a hostile attitude towards Dalton because it looks like he's stealing Kelly away from Pablo and they all love Pablo. <laughs> it, have you guys like talked about that at all?
2: Uh yeah, there's been there've been a few conversations because even we didn't really cuz we get the scripts as we're shooting them. Okay. Um so even we didn't really know where the Dalton Kelly thing would end up. Mhm until we shot it and it was um, it was interesting I think well let's see how the next episode pans out yeah. for them I think that yes. uh, who knows <laughs> if they'll be disappointed or pleased but it could be interesting <laughs> I'm trying to be cryptic and failing miserably <laughs> yeah, no no
0: no
1: it's
2: good
0: <laughs> alright so I uh, have let's see one two a few questions here from our listeners I let them know I was going to be talking to you oh cool so John Bucket says he wants to know most disgusting onset experience.
2: Oh, the I, spoilers if anyone hasn't seen episode 4, but the Kelly mouth the leg on the mouth on Kelly's leg. Wow, to Yeah, that out. is really
0: The mouth gross. on Kelly's
2: leg was it was disgusting and anytime before we shot i was like dana show me your leg and she would show me the mouth on her leg and it would just get me in that really like space where i felt really creeped out because it looked it looked rank it was just so disturbing i couldn't look at it and when we ate lunch she had to cover it up
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's hilarious (laughs) okay jensen beasley wants to know just tell her i think she is stunning that's not really a question
2: Oh well that's that's a very lovely statement. It's Thank nice. you, Mr. Beasley. Which is also the name of one of our directors, Mark Beasley. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh Derek O'Neill says, Ash Evil Dead is a damn funny show. Have you ever had any scenes that were difficult to shoot because of the humor and getting the timing right?
2: Yes. Some of well, look, they're all gonna be spoiling things, so I can't give anyway specific, any specifics away. But some of Bruce's one-liners were really hard to hold a straight face in, but that's just cause he's an expert and his delivery was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. But also fellow O'Neill represents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever break up? Like you just can't keep a straight face.
2: Yes, actually. Sometimes there was one time when we were doing a rehearsal, this wasn't a take, but it was a rehearsal. And, uh, Miss Previtt or Lucy is walking towards me. It's such a very, very serious, somber moment. Mm-hmm. And Lucy decides that she's going to dab on the way over. <laughs> and I just lost it. until so you've seen Lucy dab, I think <laughs> and it was very quick and expert as well. I think she's been practicing because that was just too good.
0: Wait, I don't know. I'm not sure what you mean by that. She's just like, what is she doing?
2: Oh, do you know dabbing? I don't know. You know, dabbing with the arms? Uh-uh. Look it up on YouTube and okay, I'm sure okay,
1: you'll. See okay. something.
2: It's a da- I, guess, I think it's a dance move. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's one of the kids who these days. I Got think it. it's a dance move. It's like a, yeah, it's like you put your arms up in a diagonal. I'm doing it right now in my apartment building. Oh, it looks so weird. Send um, the video. <laughs> you put your arms up like an upward diagonal and one arm's bent and one arm's straight. Okay. If you Google it, I'm sure you'll realize what I'm saying, because otherwise I just sound so
0: silly. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, a couple more. Matthew Rep wants to know, what was it like coming into an established show as the new girl?
2: It was very nerve-wracking. I was quite terrified, but luckily everyone is so beautiful on that set, and Dana is just the most incredible person that I think I've ever met. She's wonderful. and Yeah, she's become one of my closest friends Um, as a result and everyone's just so welcoming and those feelings didn't last long but they were definitely there
0: (laughs) cool have you gotten much uh feedback from fans now that the show's been going for a bit
2: i've gotten some i've been trying to steer clear a little bit of social media Mm. um but i and of reviews and stuff but from fans there have been some fans you know who've um, posted on my Instagram and things like that, they're saying that they really like brandy and, and that I'm doing a good job, which is really nice to hear. Because so, oh, the fans are the ones we do it for. We want to share it with them. So it's very it meant a lot to hear from them that some of them like it. So awesome. it was good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Brian Campbell says, how does the gore taste?
2: <laughs> uh, if he means the blood, it tastes like off sugar syrup. Not like so sugar bad. syrup that's gone bad. And it's oh. not nice. It's really it's not nice. <laughs> yeah, it tastes disgusting.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> and then last one, Matthew Pavely says, will you be coming over to the UK soon to do any conventions? We need more Evil Dead cast over here.
2: Yes, I want to. I, I'm about to... Um, someone to help me with conventions so <laughs> hell yes i'll go to the uk that sounds awesome well i have to see if the, if i can get in there but i would love to
0: oh cool yeah i hope you do um i mean you you want to come to the states too
2: yeah i want to go everywhere i love traveling and also conventions are really fun and it's so i've just moved into an apartment in um in australia and i the first boxes that my partner and i unpacked were uh, our nerd corner, we call it, mm-hmm. which is next to our TV, and it's literally a shelf that's full of all of our nerdy stuff. Like I have a handmade plumbus from Rick and Morty that a friend of mine made mm-hmm. me. I have my pop vinyl TARDIS. Uh, we have our Imperial Handbook, the Jedi, the Jedi Path, Book of 5th I'm looking at it right now. The Zombie Survival Guide. Uh, Boy, what else is there? All of our games. Um, there's even an Ash Pop vinyl there as well. And my Superman Pez dispenser. There's a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm I'm so ready for convention. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really want to go in costume, though, but I don't think I'll be allowed. That, yeah, <laughs> but I might cool. one day. Yeah, just do what you want. <laughs> yeah, I'll do what I want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually, for kind of a side job, I go around with Walker Stalker, conventions and do q a with different actors mostly walking dead but oh, we awesome. actually had dana and um ray and uh, actually we did yeah we had lee majors oh yeah panel and uh ted and it's really great so i don't know if they're going to keep having the ash cast but i hope so and maybe you'll, you can come out and do some too that'd be amazing
2: i hope so that would be awesome i'd love mm-hmm. to see it. one of those it sounds cool
0: well, thank you so much for doing this. It was really nice to talk to you. And well, I just want to stress that we really, really love what we're doing. Can't wait to see how the season's going to end up and everything.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, me too. I'm looking forward to seeing the seeing how the last few episodes go because they're huge. So it would be fun to see how they turned out.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks.
2: Thanks so much. See you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. YouTube. Bye.
0: Did you get a chance to hear that?
3: Yeah, yeah, I listened to it. It was it was great. I really enjoyed the interview. She was she was super fun and uh I think she was she just sounded really enthusiastic about being on the show and and I just sort of loved to hear it. So yeah. really really good.
0: Yeah.
4: Yeah, she had a really bright, bubbly personality. I just listened to it about 20 minutes ago.
0: Oh, good.
3: And you did a good job on editing it too because yes. i would have never known there was a two-second delay <laughs>
0: thanks
3: <laughs> well he's a master but that story about her ancestor was funny too and yeah hand cutting off that was really entertaining i like that
0: yeah i like that too she she was so glad to tell that because she hadn't <laughs> told it before so that's cool little uh-huh, exclusive that's cool <laughs> there you go breaking news on the evil dead <laughs> all right well i hope that everyone else enjoyed that too now let's get into this week's episode Attention
1: shoppers, Deadcast Top 3, in five four three two
0: Okay, it's our Deadcast Top 3, Top 3 Highlights for Season 3, Episode 5, Baby Proof. Well, what an episode.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> good. Great episode, great title, yeah. <laughs> really applicable title i liked it
0: yeah rich did you like it
4: oh man i I don't know should we just get right into it i mean you want to just go into the top three okay
0: (laughs) yeah what's your number three
4: well oh okay yeah my number three was uh it, it was brujo hey it was good to see brujo again i like that he was uh that he has been working in between the realms to protect Pablo from evil, I mean, it helps explain a lot of why Pablo isn't a dead eye right now and how he can deal with the book and you know all this scripture writing on his skin and all the other fun stuff he's been through. I also like the idea of having another realm of mystic power or dark magic or whatever you want to call it that can be used against the evil which comes you know from its own dimension i think that was totally cool because i like i'm a sci-fi guy and i, I subscribe to the multiverse theory and all that fun stuff so that mm. plot point got me pretty excited and then thinking about all the other cosmic arenas that ash could be kicking ass in you know the possibilities are endless like we talked about last week when he's going to be fighting well robots in the future and <laughs> stuff like that i mean that's, <laughs> i was like yeah that's awesome i was i was totally uh juked about uh, seeing brujo again i thought that was cool
0: that's good i'm glad to hear all that because i didn't like it (laughs) i mean i thought it was okay but now that you're talking about it it, i like it better uh uh, especially about how it makes more sense that pablo has been able to get by as good as he had maybe brujo was helping him out i i just yeah he said he's in a void between realms that he's managed to mask from evil i just thought uh, I mean, I didn't hate it, but sometimes when they bring people back, um, too many people back from the dead, then it feels like, oh, well, nobody's in danger. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. so I felt that a little bit with with Brujo. And um, also the task that um, Pablo had to do to become El Brujo Especial seemed a little bit like cheap to me, like, uh to become i mean it's almost like he's becoming a jedi or something and you'd think (laughs) that you'd have to go through some training or some harder challenge where you test your metal or your intelligence or something and instead of just it's almost like a gamble i mean he had to kind of feel his way into which one of those blood pools in case people missed it i guess he had the pools of blood were filled with some of them were like dark evil blood or something. And then some were the blood of his ancestors and he had to find the right one and meld his own blood with it. And he picked the right one. It looked like a one out of three chance.
4: I agree. It was a little bit cheesy, but you know, that's probably due to timing. They don't have a lot of time on this show. Yeah. The whole idea though, like you said, he's becoming a Jedi. That's the whole point, man. He's going to go in there and he's going to (laughs) start kicking some ass. He's the El Brujo
3: Especial.
4: (laughs) That's That's a good
0: name. Yeah. It's It's
3: the name of a beer apparently, but I, I love that part, too. I'm with you, Rich. I thought it was great. I think how just how they depicted the void between realms, as they call it, was really, really awesome. And I think that the scene had a bit of everything. You know, Pablo's first line when he awakens in this realm is, oh, fuck, am I dead again? Which I thought was funny. (laughs) And and then when he was choosing the blood pool. Um, I thought he looked really badass while he was doing it and sort of like moving his arms over them. And then it was, the blood was splashing up on him. And it, it reminded me a little bit of something out of Indiana Jones in a way where he's choosing Ooh. the right grail. Right. Mm-hmm, and he has to, yeah. he has to find the right one. And that's kind of what Pablo was, was doing here. Um, and then, the stuff that was happening back in the real world with, with Kelly, where like that blackness was spreading over his body. And I thought that kind of was representing the evil that was spreading within him as he was trying to make his choice, you know? Uh, so it all really worked for me. And, and I think at the end of it, he comes out as this El Brujo especial. And, (laughs) uh, I'm, I'm just super excited for what he's going to do with that, you know, and what it means for him.
4: What's going to happen next. He was like totally confident. Yeah. And did exactly. Ray? Did Ray Santiago get ripped for this
1: part
0: or yes. what? Man,
4: he's all oh. buffed and stuff. That was
0: cool. Somebody asked Absolutely. him that on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's been working out." Yeah, well, it's, it was, work, it's, it's like working for him. The all the like creepy artifacts and uh, look reminded me of Brujo's old place, and that was always very cool atmosphere and everything. Yeah, and I guess uh, he sent the naked woman maritza to find uh pablo because at some point he said i sent her because i knew it would get your attention yeah <laughs> right <laughs> smart <laughs>
4: Right. Yeah. Pablo. So, so what, it takes demonic possession and a near death experience to
3: distract Pablo from acting like an eighth grader every time he sees a naked lady. (laughs) Yeah. But I, I liked how also he didn't react to her the same way this time, right? Before he was, he was all goofy and asking her out for coffee or whatever. (laughs) And he didn't really do that
0: as much this time because I think there was more weight to it. There was, he knew something serious was about to happen. Yeah. Yeah, And totally. you mentioned the blackness spreading over him, but also those gashes that appeared. That was pretty affecting. I was like,
4: oh, God, oh, God.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, liked I liked that quite a bit.
4: Oh, yeah, that was when the gashes were opening up on his body in yeah. the trailer. Yeah, that, that made me wince. It mm-hmm. looked like it was, like, really painful. <laughs>
3: Well, that was my number three too, Pablo's transformation, um, and I I wanted to talk a little bit about about that void, but then just what Pablo is is becoming, and as I said, I think it sounds super cool and a little bit mysterious, and it makes me feel like Pablo is more an even more important part of this story as a whole than he than I thought he was from the beginning. You know, if you if if you go all the way back. He's been an important part, but he kind of started uh, as a sidekick almost. And yeah. now I feel like maybe maybe they're setting it us up for a twist where he's the chosen one instead of Ash. Mm-hmm. and I think that would be something really, really crazy because, you know, people might not see that coming. But, but I think, I don't know, I just think he's key to this whole thing even more than we when, than we thought. Mm. And he, he does say, you know, I'm ready to become what I was born to be. So I just yeah. think he's a really important part to this whole thing. And whatever Pablo has to do in the second half of season three is, is going to be awesome. And I think we just saw the sort of the turning point for him here to lead towards whatever that is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah you guys are making me rethink it a little bit. And it was good. I mean, I always like bumbling Pablo, but even when he went off triumphantly to, I got to go help Ash, and he said, I feel like a thousand bucks. Well, A, that is cool because he's been so um, abused over the last year and, or last, you know, season two and up till now in season three, especially season two. And so this felt like a turning point where, okay, maybe he gets to finally be a little more upbeat and be a hero. We'll see. Yeah. But
4: finally gets his due, huh?
0: Yeah. But he still had kind of a goofy look on his face. Like he wasn't (laughs) totally all of a sudden, you know, Harrison Ford or something. (laughs) Yeah. He's,
3: he's still Pablo underneath it all, but he's got a, he's got a higher purpose. Now he's energized. He's energized. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, it's the haircut and the muscles.
0: Ray Santiago, I think it, it was maybe when we interviewed him for this podcast, but I think he decided to do that hair himself uh, just right. to stand out when he went in for the audition, I think. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to start with the centerpiece of the episode, which is when the little boy crawls up the foreign woman's <laughs> vagina and mm. uses her like she's a, like she's a Robotech robot or something. <laughs> My yep. god, you had to go there now, huh? <laughs> and here's the sound of him doing that.
1: Oh, you are way too young to be going up there. <laughs> <laughs>
4: oh my goodness.
0: So, you know, I this totally reminded me of the episode that we keep saying we should never mention but keeps coming up, which is the morgue one. Yeah. Although Not quite as disturbing, probably just because I would rather. I don't know, it just dick and balls is somehow worse. (laughs) Still, though, you know, along the same lines, right? Like, oh, should we be watching this? Jesus. At
4: least she had her clothes on. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: don't know. I
3: mean, I don't know what else to say, you know? I, I, you know, just when you think you've seen everything you know they throw in something like this where we have a toddler who reanimates a headless corpse by crawling up inside it and yeah and then you know his head poking out the top and his head poking out the bottom
0: and it's ridiculous <laughs> and i loved watching it yeah <laughs> you know it's pretty uh, you know it's pretty freaking awesome i i think cuz it's so um shocking and funny at the same time and creative like they did pretty much every gag they could get out of that where he's ducking back into the body and ash is swinging whoa yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
0: or she giggling. does a handstand and he pokes his head out yeah giggling with a big smile on his face <laughs> and uh i liked when he cr- first crawled up there and ash is like oh you want to play hide and seek huh <laughs> yeah. okay i'll close my eyes and count to 10 one two three eight nine ten like he's yeah. fooling the kid or something.
1: <laughs> right.
4: Yeah, at one point, the headless corpse was upside down, walking on its hands, fighting him with her legs. It's like, <laughs> yeah. my God. I thought this that is looked like amazing. like the highest form of entertainment on television
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's so... Um, I mean, dude, I typically like really complicated shows that are incredibly intelligent and um this show is so like uh just low brow in a way but it's creative it's there's a lot of i don't know it feels somehow like elevated in its disgustingness or something i don't know maybe i'm just rambling no
3: i agree (laughs) Uh, i i agree too i there's there's just something about it that i can't deny like you just
0: you almost don't want to watch it, but you can't look away because it's so <laughs> yeah. incredible, you know? <laughs> yeah,
4: totally. Morbid curiosity. That's what it is.
0: I mean, I would say I never thought I'd see that, but I would never even imagine that ever, anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: that's right. Like, how do these people come up with this stuff? And that's what I mean. You think you've seen it all, but then they pull off something like
0: this. And Ash said that, too. I think you said just when you think you've seen everything or something like oh, that. Yeah? <laughs> So even he knows, even he knows.
3: I liked that whole scene. Um, th- it was, they played, like you said, Jason, they played up the gags a lot. Yeah. The little bowling bit I thought was fantastic where he's dodging oh! bowling balls. Yeah. And then he, yeah. and then he rolls over into the pins. I mean, it's so simple, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And
0: then he shoves one in her neck hole and makes her do the splits on the other one. Try to get oh, out my. of that. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Who would even think to do that? Jeez. <laughs> So this is somebody Ash. really wrong.
4: That's his. That's his superpower right there. Think never,
0: <laughs> and the, right. and just the little kid. Like uh, I liked how they incorporated what it seemed like just you know, let's record this kid for a while and take some of his clips and put it into this. Here I come, or uh oh, or stuff like that. And here's a little bit of audio. I I, I just wanted to take some clips because I thought thought the sound was so good in this episode. But here's some audio of Ash fighting the kid inside the woman. Oh, inside <laughs> voice. Yeah. Oh, watch it, Buster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't push it, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. that's it (laughs) it's
3: it's almost better i mean it's even as it's just as good audio only like it's funnier with without the video for some reason yeah sounds like he's getting his ass kicked yeah
0: look out tiny tim I mean I love it too, because I really liked in uh Evil Dead Two when he would like when he was fighting his hand, you know, and he got so animated, oh oh, and this just reminds me <laughs> of that I wanted to I was hoping we would see shit like this when we knew that it was gonna be a series, yeah <laughs> so that's my number three,
4: yeah, number two, um uh, the trailer scenes, you know all the scenes that happen inside the trailer. I, I couldn't really pick one, so I'm just gonna say the trailer scenes. Kelly, she's in there. She's working hard to save Brandy, uh, but then you know, at the same time, not wanting to hurt Pablo, must have been pretty conflicted there. And then uh, you know, to cap it off at the end, she gives him a lovely kiss. Oh, <laughs> so sweet, right? <laughs> Kelly shows Pablo how much she cares, and it it surprised me some, to be honest. Uh, you know, from I don't know because she's kind of been so distant in the past, but. But it felt warm and fuzzy I, I felt good about it, even though I don't know, maybe it's just a ploy uh you know maybe it's just a character ploy to piss you off even more if one of them gets killed in the end, <laughs> hmm. but there's a lot of action happening in that trailer, and it was pretty intense at some points uh you know I kind of I love shows like this that just give you that roller coaster of of you know what's gonna happen next, and it was like laughing, and then oh my gosh, and then oh, this is sad, and then oh wow, that's hilarious mm-hmm. and then um. I'm glad it played out the way it did. I, I thought the they, you know it ended pretty good with uh with Pablo walking out the door with his newfound confidence as Bruhao special, kind of like a cliffhanger you know. It's like all right, what's he going to do next? That was cool. The whole the whole scene in the trailer I thought was awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean this is kind of momentous because a will there won't they kind of with Kelly and Pablo has been in this series almost since the beginning. And yeah. so they kissed and it was really Kelly who initiated it. And I, th- I think, you know, you could say, well, just before that, she thought he was dead. She thought he had died mm-hmm. and that yeah. was after she'd been watching him battle whatever. So she was just really worried. So I think, I mean, she's thought he was dead before. So I don't know, but still it was kind kind of believable. And then what I really liked is that he did just the right thing to make her like him a lot more than she already did, which is to kind of ignore her and take off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he wasn't doing it obviously to be manipulative. He just had really important things to do. And he's like, no, that was really great, but I got to go. And so that's totally going to make her want him even more. I'm sure man works like a charm every time (laughs) (laughs) hard to get (laughs) well yeah i wanted to talk about the
3: kiss as well i i really enjoyed it i felt like i'd been waiting for it for a long time and and at first i was a i was a tiny bit disappointed that uh that it seemed like it wasn't as big a deal for a him because anti-climactic, first thing, yeah a little mm. anticlimactic and the first thing he says is wait where's ash and she's like what mm, <laughs> right. you know and i and i enjoyed that but uh I, I don't know, I'm just glad it happened. And the other thing about it is I think um Dana did, did a great job just uh I, I know she's thought he's dead before, but this time it really felt like she really thought he wasn't coming back and, and when he does, she was just really emotional about it and so I I thought it was great. But uh I hope I hope they get uh to try that again someday, sometime. Yeah, yeah it seemed was cool.
0: like a, a to be continued. I think so. I think so, yeah yeah it's it's hard to predict this show sometimes <laughs> <But> <laughs> it, it sure is. seemed like it
3: okay chris was that well I, that was it the kiss i want to talk about the oh, kiss okay. ash or uh rich is just uh leading me right into these guys nice. yeah
0: <laughs> sorry no that's good um okay my number two let's see it was going to be about pablo and brujo and kelly and uh, what about that did we not talk about well he was a deadite for a little while, and we got a little bit of that needling that I was wanting last week, uh, but not quite because it wasn't really personal to her. It was more just like sexist remarks. Hey, imagine where else I could have bitten you. How about yeah. a night on the Pablo stash, Kelly? Or uh, mm. I know you like it rough, baby, stuff like that. A little bit more deadite like, you know, getting at her, but. I don't know. Nothing really can get under Kelly's skin, but that, that, you know, saying that makes me think, well, then what could, you know, what could he have said that could have gotten under her mm. skin? And we'll never know. And then the fact that his deaditeness just kind of went away. Uh, Brandy stabbed him with the dagger, which I guess would normally kill a deadite. so maybe Brujo prevented that, right? Dragged him into this other realm somehow. I mean, we can't really impose too much logic on all this, but i think that's what they were going for right? yeah
3: or he he was just kind of partial deadite right so the the, the dagger sort of helped um helped eliminate that by Drive pushing him into him. it yeah something like that <laughs> something like
0: that and then i liked when the um kelly stepped on the spring-loaded shotgun only the bong popped up instead yes <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah and she like paused for a second it's like oh uh, should I break this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess I'll use this. Tur- turned out to be an effective weapon though. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I like that there was still dead, Pablo and also Kelly leg mouth Pablo at the same time, because <laughs> a lot of times there's dupes on the show duplicates, you know, or at least in the series with Ash and his little miniatures and different duplicates. And even in this episode, there's Ash and there's toddler Ash. So, they always make yeah. duplicates, and it was pretty fun to watch how, like, when she stuck the cloth in his mouth, and it came out of Deadite Pablo's mouth, and then yeah. the, and the fire breathing looked really cool.
1: So maybe
4: the Maybe the Kelly leg mouth Pablo was affecting Kelly's hormones somehow. <laughs> Got
3: into her somehow. I mean, it's part of her flesh. <laughs> yeah, I like when she punched it, and uh, she just punched him straight in the face on her leg, and then. It obviously hurt both of them, which (laughs) was Mm -hmm. funny, but I just, the visual of her punching herself in the leg with a face embedded in it was pretty good.
0: Totally. Ah, Oh, and you know, one thing, uh, Brujo said evil's consuming Pablo's soul, but only with the strength of the Brujo can they harness its power to aid the prophesied one. So that sounds like maybe it's still with him, but he's going to be able to harness it.
3: Mm. Yeah, he can use it for good or something like that or whatever, yeah. What I loved about, uh, of Deadite Pablo in this one was just a little thing. It was before he even got in the trailer when he's kind of like hurling himself at the side of it, trying to bust in the door or the windows or whatever. And I know we saw a bit of that last week too, but I just thought it looked really cool the way he'd sort of just jump at it and and his feet would kick out and stuff. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, do a flying kick. That was cool. And yeah. he looked really good too as a as a deadite and they did a great makeup job on him. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Use the force, Pablo. <laughs>
4: um, well, my number one was of course the headless corpse scene with Ash. So, I you know, I mean, we've talked about it, but I mean, are the producers and director and showrunner all are they really that creative or are they just like totally drunk and stoned all the time? I mean, how do they come <laughs> up with these ideas? <laughs> I don't understand how they come up with this stuff, and how do they get the actors to buy into it too? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Okay, okay, little kid, uh, crawl towards that headless body's vagina, and we'll, we're just gonna film that, okay? Yeah. How do you convince the mom? I, I don't know. Maybe it's money, but I thought the action was comical and fun and gross and everything else. I was giggling the whole time. Uh, that poor large foreign lady, I'm sure, never thought she would she would meet or make her maker like that. Jesus. Yeah
0: that's so wrong <laughs> Freudian <Yeah. laughs> it, it seemed Freudian to me.
3: just so wrong yeah. Poor woman was just on a road trip like the day before and now this is
0: happening to I her. mean it's her own fault she never she didn't know but she never should have knocked ash out because he was her only hope of survival and probably he wouldn't have even helped but if she was going to have any chance yeah yeah that's it. right but I mean when you think
3: about it you encounter someone like that and what you've just been through I don't know if my first instinct would be to trust Ash.
1: Yeah. No. So
3: I don't really hold it against her. With what she knew. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, it was, she kept saying, let's get out of here and let's kill this kid. And he wanted to stick around and snoop. And he also was very resistant. He didn't want to kill the kid at all. In fact, he said, get your hands off my boomstick, which I thought was a classic line. So that was cool. But, um, she said, or he said, no, Ruby's going to use that little guy to screw me somehow. Nobody screws Ashley J. Williams like Ashley J. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was like, why? Well, I didn't totally get why he wanted to keep the kid alive. He said later, if we catch that kid, then my daughter will know the truth that I'm not just some psycho running around with a chainsaw. And I'm like, yeah. well, does he really need proof? I mean, they did like fight her deadite friend um, and, the mascot of her school but um I, I i was just wondering if maybe they were kind of getting at he still even with this little creature has some paternal instincts especially i mean rich you were totally right when you said it was a little ash cuz right down to the chainsaw hand yeah
4: <laughs> and in the end he was like totally wrong as he normally is because when he opened the trunk he was just a little boy <laughs> <laughs> Which wasn't gonna convince Brandy at all, but she still ended up believing him. I guess I don't know.
0: Yeah, she. I think she's totally come around now. She called him dad, and she ditched uh, Ruby for Ash. So that'll be interesting to see how things change yeah. now that she, I. I think she's on his side now.
4: Wow. Yeah, a hundred percent. You guys notice that the the lights were on in the first scene. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I oh i know like, oh, yeah the lights are on up and you know up in the attic instead of being off
0: yeah because we made a big deal about how we wouldn't want to be stuck in the dark with the little kid
4: right Oh, right, even yeah. creepier
0: yeah it's like in uh, misery when annie wilkes has the author um captive and starts complaining that when she used to go to the serials and it would end with everybody in trouble and then when it came back they were okay and that's not fair that's not how it was like that yeah (laughs) for me
3: it was the the last few minutes of the episode basically we have pablo coming out with like a renewed or a purpose anyways Um, before that scene ends kelly you know she tells brandy to go find her dad and then as she leaves we get that scene with kelly saying she's tired of being fucked with. So I feel like she's really, you know, got her shit together now and she's going to do something awesome. And then the big thing for me is Brandy's on board and I've been waiting for that to happen. I'm really excited to, uh, I guess, have her be a member of the ghost beaters. If we're still calling them (laughs) that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I I loved the ending scene because you don't really know what's going to happen uh, there's the kid in the trunk, Ruby shows up and she's still trying to convince Brandy to stay with her. Um, the cop is there for some reason, uh, just, I don't know, as was an, another threat, I suppose. And then Brandy's the one who jumps in the car and says, Hey dad, get in. And they drive off to Iggy pop. And i it made me feel really good and I, I loved it. So I just like seeing her as part of the team finally she's kind of on board and mm-hmm. it was one of my favorite kind of endings to an episode we've had
4: yeah in this dark time it was a feel-good ending <laughs> it was kind of a yeah. feel-good ending you know and
0: yeah the whole episode yeah is everybody's kind of taking charge of their destiny and going for right it,
3: or deciding right. And it's, to and it's right in the middle of the season so it's, it's a turning point you know the back half of this season i think is going to be awesome
4: <laughs> yeah it's still this this episode for example it was still funny and it was still bloody but i don't know do you guys feel that the seriousness of their situation is catching up it's like it it almost seems to be almost drowning out those features of funny and bloody but 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 almost but not enough to make the show feel lopsided you know what i mean i mean it's just Mm. it's just building something big what's Mm -hmm. it gonna be right
0: The way I think, Chris, you were saying how or was it rich? I forget. But the series just takes you on a roller coaster ride. So you're laughing one minute and then you're scared the next and then it's drama. And yeah, we've got this overarching plot that's progressing, but it just shifts you around through so many different emotional states that it's that's the best. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah. they handle it so well. And that's that's it. Right. You you feel all of it and uh whoever would have thought that with a with an evil dead show they're doing such right. a great job yeah yeah
0: yeah when yeah. I mean, it's interesting to me to hear um ariel carver o'neill talk about how she she's new to this whole thing and she saw the series first and then saw the movies and she's like yeah they're different i mean mm. um and i'm like yeah you're right they are different i mean there's there's the heart of it that's the same but um you know even Bruce Campbell is like I want more comedy if I'm going to be doing this on a regular
1: basis (laughs) Mm -hmm.
3: yeah and I I should clarify like I I probably sound like I'm coming off that I'm way too surprised that the show is as good as it is I mean it's it's amazing but it is a little bit different than you might expect and uh I love it but uh and I'm just super happy that it's yeah you know so
0: I'm I mean, I wouldn't have expected it to be as good as it is. I hoped it would be, but I wasn't right. sure it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Kelly is going, I think she's going after Ruby. She. That's she what it was, sounded like. Yeah. She yeah. She told
3: Brandy to stay away from her and I think she's going after her to get her.
0: And I think um, Ash and Brandy were just getting away from the cops. I don't know if they had a destination in mind necessarily. And Pablo thinks he needs to get with Ash right away to help him. So that's where he's headed and Ruby. So my number one is about Ruby. So I I really, um, it was interesting that Ash discovered that she had pictures of him going back to, you know, here's my Mm. wedding. Here's when we were making our daughter (laughs) (laughs) in the backseat of the Delta. Those were great pictures. (laughs) And he goes, (laughs) WTF? Yeah. Yeah. I learned that from my teenage daughter, Um, but uh, it was a little bit off to me because when we first met Ruby in season one, I think that was all about her trying to find Ash so that she could reclaim the book, and so if she's been close enough to photograph him this whole time, then why was it such a big deal for her to find him? I think that's a little bit of a discrepancy there. I think you're right. but It hadn't occurred to me before you said it. Sorry. (laughs) That's what happens when I podcast. Yeah. But anyway, this season is all about Ash being the chosen one and the prophesied one and, and her uh, trying to subvert that by having Ash. I think she's going to try to have Ash's daughter kill him. And then she's going to be replaced with this new demon blood toddler spawn. And, so now that throws a wrench in Ruby's plan because she had had some control over uh Brandy, but now Brandy has gone away from her, so that's a, a little bit of a wrinkle in things for Ruby, I think
3: right, but she still has she still has the kid, and uh yeah, she, she almost the lost the kid, so mm-hmm. she's not out of uh options yet.
0: I think if Ash was smart, he would have killed that kid. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah.
4: But he's headstrong on being a dad. I know. That's right. I, I think I really think that's
3: it. He was happy when she called him dad. She's like, "What do you say?"
4: Oh, that's the first time you called
3: me dad. Yeah, yeah. I felt the same thing when she said that. I, you know, I was
0: like, "Oh, that's so nice." She's finally coming on board.
3: Hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, what would you guys do if some dude like Ash came along and you found out he was your dad?
4: I'd be stoked. <laughs> yeah. I think Let's go, fun, baby. You'd be a fun guy to hang out with, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've pretty much done what I've wanted to do in life, so I'm ready to go.
0: <laughs> Your kids are teenagers. <laughs> might as well. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's my number one. Do you guys have any notes or lines that you liked?
4: Yeah, there's some pretty good lines in this one. I laughed out loud a couple of times. I like when he was pointing the gun at the kid that's a candy dispenser. Look inside the tiny black holes and pick one. <laughs> right.
0: I'm not going to hurt you too much or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, for me, a couple of the best
3: lines came in that last scene, uh, when Ash and Brandy and, and Ruby are all talking and he just gets out of the car and he says, Brandy, I'm glad you're here. Cause your pop has the four one one on evil. <laughs> Pretty good. And then to Ruby, he says, uh, I was just about to expose your demon butt, which I—I I don't know. It feels funny, but also just strange that you yeah. would phrase <laughs> it like that. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Kelly had a. She had another good one too. She, when uh, the
4: the leg Pablo, mouth Pablo said, "How about a ride on the Pablo stash, Kelly?" And she's all re- getting ready to punch it, and she's like, "You're not tall enough." <laughs>
0: oh,
3: that was good. Yeah.
0: <laughs> In the b- very beginning the large foreign woman was yelling something, I think in Norwegian, I don't know. And he's all, yeah, lady, I don't speak French. Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, I enjoyed when she rode him down the stairs when he falls down backwards. I thought that was funny. And then when they're in the hall down there and the kid blows the door off, just the way the door flew straight at them and knocked them down, I thought was pretty comical. <laughs> I enjoyed yeah, that.
0: That was pretty good. And the little yeah. duck sounded really sinister. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Mm. He tries to spell crap.
4: This lady is full of C-R-A-P-P. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's so dumb sometimes, but in such an endearing way. Or when he says, uh, come on out, we should play. And then the kid throws the speak and spell at him and it says, you," And he's yeah. like, why you little son of a? <laughs> <laughs> that
4: little kid, they had a lot of good uh, babbling.
3: Was he actually saying anything? Because I couldn't tell.
0: I, I don't think so. I think
3: they he is just it babble, all. huh? When oh. he was in the trunk, he said something like, He hurt me about it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he said,
0: he No, he, he said me. things. He said peekaboo. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> As he popped his head out of a vagina. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the very That's last great. end is Brandy says, uh, This is so fucked. And Ash is like, Ditto, minus the swearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even pick up on that. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> because he's a dad of course <laughs> <laughs> and then the song you mentioned what was that song at the end it was
3: uh Iggy pop
0: yeah and some of the lyrics are i am the passenger which it's called I, the passenger i think yeah, yeah at first i thought that was ash riding off in the passenger seat with brandy but then i'm like "Nah, it's the toddler ash driving the large foreign women around <laughs> <laughs>
3: yes that's right <laughs> oh, god
0: all right we good We are good. I think so. Awesome. We will take a small break and then we'll come back. Stay with us.
3: All right, it is time for news about Evil Dead, and I've got sort of one and a half items this week. Uh, It's a quick news segment. First of all, there is a change.org petition currently running to have Ash versus Evil Dead renewed for season four and five. I don't know, to be honest, how effective these things are generally, but it's something you can go and sign if you want to get your name. On a mailing list somewhere, probably, but from the uh, <laughs> from the site, uh, it says this petition is to show stars that there is still a huge fan base supporting stars and Ash versus Evil Dead's broadcasting. All we want is to see uh, stars, Bruce, Sam, and Rob wrap up the iconic Evil Dead franchise well, iconically. And the way to do that is with two more seasons. So these guys Ooh. who are running this thing are proposing seasons four and five. And uh, I think when I checked earlier tonight, they had somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to 18,000 signatures out of 25,000, which is what they're going for. Mm. So check wow. that out on change.org if you want, and uh, maybe it'll help. You never know.
0: Yeah, uh, I want to sign it. I'll put the link in the show notes just in case you guys want to go check that out. Cool. cool. All
3: right. All 15 of you listeners
4: go out there and sign it. <laughs> <laughs> and and
0: get all your friends too. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> so that'll be at least 17 there you go <laughs> i'm sure our listeners have more friends
3: than okay, that come on. i'm sorry guys
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> one other item um and this is kind of a potentially a big one i guess uh but um earlier this month ash or not ash bruce campbell had mentioned in an interview that you know he's going to let the tv gods decide as to whether the show is renewed or not because as we know it hasn't been renewed yet and if i go back to that at the time he mentioned that it would be mid march when we find out which is kind of past at this point and and we don't know yet so if that statement had any truth who knows we might find out soon um but earlier this week bruce was at the irish film institute promoting his new book and he said that if Ash versus Evil Dead is cancelled, he will likely retire the character once and for all. His exact words were, if they cancel it, I think Ash is done. So, he's trying, well, most people are interpreting that to mean that there won't be any more Ash on TV, and there won't be any more Evil Dead movies, and he's just kind of done with it. So, um, that's a little bit sad, but I don't think it's totally unexpected and i think what we're watching here guys is the last hurrah for ash and evil dead with season three especially if it doesn't get It could be yeah um, you never know but obviously you never know i mean in- i'm sure there are dump trucks big enough that they can fill with money and drive up to his house <laughs> but uh, mm. at the same time I, I find it a little bit sad but it, but also i feel like if they're if they finish it now and the way the season is going, they'd really be going out on top with something awesome, and that makes me feel a little bit better because you want to see it go out when it's good, not when it's fizzled out and crappy. So, yeah,
0: that's a really good know? point. Yeah, absolutely. And so you're right, they have not said officially that it is canceled, uh, but I'm wondering, well, what if the execs at Stars have, had decided to cancel it? Would they, they might just hold off on telling us so that, you know, we maybe if they said it's canceled, they might lose some listeners. I mean, viewers for the rest of the season.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, obviously none of us would stop watching it, but no way. Probably, probably there would be a, a group that just is like, eh, what's the point anymore? So maybe they could be holding off. Um, but you know, we're bound. I mean, it's only five more weeks, I guess until season three ends. So next month or so we should probably have an answer. Um, but, uh, either way, I'm, like I said, I'm just glad that they're they're If they do quit it and Bruce Campbell is done with Ash, at least they've gone out on top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we gotta be thankful for what we've gotten here and it's been a blast to do the podcast. (laughs) And if we don't get any more, it was still a ton of fun and I hope we do, but still good. Yeah, absolutely.
4: Grateful for what you have. They (laughs) would have to retire Ash because could you imagine anyone else
3: trying to play Ash? no and i'm not against the idea of like rebooting it or doing something else in the same universe like they did with the movie a few years ago right Mm -hmm. um not totally against that idea but i agree that it's it's okay for bruce campbell to to be done with it you know and and either do other things or just just not do this anymore
0: i mean if anyone else is going to play it i'd want it to be you rich
3: <laughs> well, well that's that's a given I mean I would watch Rich in anything <laughs> maybe they
4: could uh, retire Ash and bring him back in another 20 years when he's like 80 years old fighting <laughs> giant robots
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah. Right. laughs> oh man Yeah.
3: <laughs> anyways um, short news segment today that is all I've got
0: cool alright let's move into our listener feedback
4: Steve Brown calls in uh, he says loved the air supply music and the fight with Pablo. I laughed out loud when Ash walked into the door because I saw out coming. Ash's middle name is Joanna. Yeah. Good final riddance to Colton. I, I think it's Dalton.
0: Yeah. Still he keeps no forgetting. Yeah. He doesn't care.
4: <laughs> Nobody cares about poor Dalton. Nope. Why is it that everyone infected by evil who isn't Ash, Pablo or Kelly has to be dismembered? <laughs> Too bad for Amanda. Uh, wonder which camp Brandy falls into. So he's got a lot of questions. Yeah, hopefully answered. I wonder
0: mm-hmm. that about the Deadite. Well, I don't wonder, but I notice it about the Deadites too. That they're pretty quick to dismember anybody who they don't know and love.
3: Yeah. <laughs> and my favorite scene last week was him walking into the door as well. So I agree with you, Steve Brown. Uh, Matthew Rep writes in Ghost Brock was so great. There actually is precedence for ghosts in the world of evil dead with Nobi speaking to ash and annie in evil dead too i thought brujo was dead could Pablo's spirit be visiting him uh in the afterlife while the evil is still in his body trippy yeah the answer is yes yeah the answer is unequivocally <laughs> dead yes
0: i think <laughs> um so i think noby was speaking to them through uh, from another dimension maybe I don't know if you would consider him a ghost in Evil Dead 2, if I remember, but maybe. I don't remember for sure. You guys remember yeah, that? hard to say. Yeah.
4: He, he, was, a, he was a disembodied head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that doesn't
3: answer the question at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's an interesting <laughs> tidbit, though.
0: Right. <laughs> Avelina Roschino says, loved it. For me, this was the best episode of the season so far. I laughed out loud with the banter between Ash and his dad. Pablo made a fucking scary deadite. Kelly's bite wound turning into Pablo's deformed head made my skin crawl and as a bonus we got a creepy basement and an attic that would have made Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs turn and run Jason you're a genius thanks for explaining the whole portal in the basement business I, hopefully yeah. I mean I, I don't know if I got that right but I tried my best nah come on you're a genius
1: <laughs> okay
0: Just <Yeah,
4: laughs> <has been> <laughs> Scott Pike 9 out of 10 so mad I didn't get this out on time. You guys are way too on the ball this year. I'm a little sad. This is probably the last year, but I'm glad we are going out on a number of high quality episodes. We finally learned what Brock's important thing was. Important thing was, and it was important on a personal level. He murdered a guy for no good reason. <laughs> <laughs> on a larger level, we found missing pages of the Necronomicon, which can apparently both open a gateway to the underworld that can allow all the demons back into the world and has the part that actually explains how to end all of this, as it was hinted by Elagor, the mind demon in Elagance, Season 1.
1: Yeah.
4: Oh, wow. For a supposedly almost indestructible book, there are a lot of missing pages. <laughs> Annie Gnobi brought some in Evil Dead 2 that forced the demons into physical form and opened a time-space portal and closed it, and now these Knights of Samaria guys. Also, why didn't the Knight try to retrieve the pages... When the guy uh, never came back. Seems important.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe (laughs) there's only a few left and they don't. They're in secret cells. No, I don't know. (laughs) That's a good point.
3: Uh, Okay. Matthew Pavely writes big hi from the UK guys. Love the podcast. Gets me through the week. Like a good coffee. Meeting the legend Bruce Campbell next week in London. Could you give me a shout out on the podcast? Please. Many thanks and keep up the groovy work.
0: Then I wrote back and asked him how his meeting with Bruce went at the London convention. And he said.
3: Very cool. He said groovy. He was such a nice guy. Made me laugh so much. I got my retro Ash vs. Evil Dead VHS cover signed. He loved it. Told me how I buy the DVDs of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Uh, told him how I buy the DVDs of Ash vs Evil Dead, then put them onto VHS and watch it back on tape, so it gives it that cool old school feel. Ah, that is amazing. Cool. What a what a cool idea! Like I I I haven't had a VHS player in my house in a long 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 time, but <laughs> if I yeah. did, that's maybe the definitive way to watch
0: Evil Dead movies. Yeah, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, Matthew Pavley, here's your shout out. There you go, sir. All right, now it's time for next week on Ash vs. Evil Dead.
4: Next episode, episode six, Tales from the Rift. Ash's bond with his daughter strengthens as more Knights of Samaria join Pablo and him to defeat Evil. Kelly decides to go after Ruby by herself, while Ash and team, along with the Knights, enter the Rift and face a battle of their own. Mm. Wow.
3: I don't know how excited I am to see more Knights of Sumeria, but. I must admit, it sounds exciting that a big team is going to go into the rift and fight some giant battle.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I
4: want to yeah, watch I'm it a, right now. A little concern <laughs> for Kelly, going after Ruby by
3: herself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She can
4: handle herself, mm-hmm.
3: though. Come on. She's a tough tough girl.
4: Maybe they should kiss.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Just,
0: Every episode, yeah. Kelly starts making out yeah, yeah. a new person.
3: or or they can just her and pablo can just take turns rejecting each other or something i don't know (laughs) yeah (laughs) that yeah all
0: right that's cool all right that is our show episode 31 thank you so much for listening everybody if you want to call us, you can reach us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You're running out of your chances to get your voice on this podcast, so call us.
4: <laughs> Do it now. You can
3: also email us at groovy at podcastica.com. And you can find us on the web at facebook.com slash evildeadcast or evil evildeadcast on Twitter.
0: Please check out the other shows on the Podcastica network at Podcastica.com. Of course, I have a Walking Dead podcast called The Walking Dead Cast that's on there. And then you can find Chris's Walking Dead podcast called Talking Dead at TalkingDeadPodcast.com. And uh, Chris has an awesome, I mean, Rich, I don't think you're really that into The Walking Dead, huh? There's like 40 different Walking Dead podcasts or more, probably more. And, yeah. uh, and Chris and I, um, we've been doing it longer than just about all of them chris was the first one first, Three, first one. one yeah yeah and chris's podcast uh, they're all i like that there can be so many walking dead podcasts but they all have their different personalities and one thing i really like that's developed on yours in recent years is uh, that you have the listeners call in and get really creative can you just talk a little bit about some of the stuff that they do
3: yeah so two things mostly we ask them to do um every season we do kind of a record a scene contest where we ask people to pick a scene from the walking dead any season any episode and get together with their family or friends or even just do it themselves but record the the scene and uh, send it in to us and all season long i collect a bunch of stuff and then jason my co-host and i choose our favorite one and send them a big prize but it's, it's super fun to hear some of the stuff people come up with. Um, uh, everything from just straight readings to, to really creative ways of putting their own spin on the scene which is uh it's really fun to hear
0: it's really fun i can't believe yeah, how much uh effort and creativity they put into it it's super cool. oh
3: yeah it's it's amazing the listeners are the are the greatest and then the other thing we do is we ask our listeners to record again but the titles for each episode so instead of me just saying it um we get people to to record that and send those in and i play them and again they're super creative and uh um Sometimes we get lots, and sometimes we don't get too many, but Mm -hmm. it's still fun to hear them all, uh, and I love getting them. So,
0: That's really cool. We should do that. How how do you do it, Chris? Like, I want to hear our listeners record scenes from Ash vs. Evil Dead.
3: Totally. Um, So usually what I tell people is if you're walking around with a smartphone, you already have a recording device in your pocket. So you probably have a voice memo app. Just use that and record a scene from ash versus evil dead or a title read or, or whatever you want um i don't worry almost at all about recording quality it's just fun to hear what people what people can do but generally if you use your phone it's going to sound really good anyways um so so do that and then and then email it to groovy at podcastica.com and we'll play them on the show
0: yeah and i'll think of some prize let me look around here and see what i got i got some stuff i'm sure so yeah, yeah, let's let's keep that going throughout the last half of this season and see see if anybody sends anything in.
1: Sure. I cool. think that's a great idea.
0: All
3: right, that's our show. Thanks for listening.
4: You keep your hands off of my boomstick. You got that! You keep your hands off my broomstick. You got that? <laughs> I
3: accidentally put broomstick when I meant broomstick. Did, I
4: didn't broomstick.
3: even notice until he said broomstick. And did you know what? You did. But that's amazing. <laughs> do you want to leave it?
4: Uh, yeah. Well, let's do it one more time, and you can pick the best uh, okay, one. Okay. Okay. You keep your hands off of my broom. Oh shit. <laughs>
0: Okay, I'm not going to read. It.
4: I'm not going to read it this time. I'm not going to read it.
0: Okay. Oh, inside voice.